You're listening to the Tuesday Talks Podcast, your source of truth in communications, identity management, and technology, hosted by Numerical. Welcome to Tuesday Talks, a live discussion series where we shed light and bring truth to emerging topics in the communications industry. I'm Rebecca Johnson, founder and CEO of Numerical, and I'll be co-hosting today's session with Anise Jaffer. Hi, everyone. I'm Anise Jaffer, Chief Product Officer for Numerical. So today's topic is leveraging trust in the network with rich call data. First, let's cover what rich call data is before diving into the network uh, and the trust aspects of this data. The most widely accepted description of RCD includes logo, name, and call reason. And the STIR passport document in the IETF framework standardizes how this information can be captured and delivered. So when we hear branded calls or see calls that land on devices that have a brand name or a logo, there's actually an app or a service that's pulling the information for that call and rendering through a presentation layer. So in our last Tuesday talk, we touched on two different ways in which the RCD information is delivered. One being via the RCD passport as part of delegated certificates, uh, which allows us to deliver information within the telecom network. So that's key to understand. The other option is out of band, such as the Google verified calls. So what is the same for both paths, whether in the network or out of the network, is the core of the data. The data itself is the same. So, you know, with regards to the logo, the brand name, and maybe call reason. But unfortunately, we do have limitations on delivery and also limitations on presentation. And we're going to dive into the presentation layer for a moment. Um, and Anise, the presentation layer, sadly, <laughs> is and of itself also multi-layered in its challenges from the device to the reach, supportability. So um, I'd like to get a current status, you know, in the ecosystem with regards to logo display, but before I let you talk, I think we should pause and take a moment. I always make this statement when we are looking at technology and why we have challenges. So we're going to be talking about RCD challenges. And I always say, if we can get a man on the moon, then we should be able to do something in technology. And I am honored that uh, I called my buddy Elon Musk and I said, look, hey, I got a Tuesday talk that's at 3 p.m., on May 4th, can you just push back the Falcon launch, you know, for the satellite, the Starlink? I mean, May 4th sounds better anyway. So actually happening right now <laughs> at the same time that we're doing this Tuesday talk, SpaceX is launching uh, Starlink satellites. So Anise, let's keep that in mind as we're talking about the challenges of launching RCD in the telecom network. Yeah, so launching rockets uh, to to Mars is going to be easier than launching the rich call data, right? It is. <laughs> That's where That's we so are. Sad. <laughs> All right. So for uh, logos to be dis displayed, as you said, um, we need to have a presentation layer, uh, a device that can that has a visual display interface, such as a smartphone. Uh, analog devices without a display will not be able to actually display a logo, right? So in the smartphone world, currently. Some of the apps that are running on mobile apps, uh, mobile devices do the uh, logo presentation. Uh, these apps could be carrier specific uh, OEM deployed apps, or it could be subscriber installed apps on the device. You know, in some cases you would have to 
probably get a premium service to get the logo displayed. Uh, but natively, uh, there are some solutions like Google that you mentioned. They have implemented a Google verified solution, which is currently available on pure Android version devices such as Google Pixel, as well as some other you know brands that support it. Now, other than smartphones, there are some providers who are also looking at displaying information on other devices that has a visual interface. For example, we know uh, at least there is an ISP who provides cable, internet, and voice services. And they are looking at displaying our CD on TV sets, right? Which are basically connected to their set-top boxes. Uh, but it's still very early. Uh, there are a lot of these things are currently in uh, testing. Right, and it, it feels like it's really sporadic uh, with regards to the delivery. And there's a lot of variability in exactly how you implement this, not only for the one who's supporting the delivery channel, but consumer options too, right? There's a lot of variability there. So, you know, when do you think though, this will become more widespread? When are the multiple various different delivery channels gonna wake up and go, okay, we have to do something with RCD? Yeah, it's not widespread at this point. Uh, it will increase for sure, uh, but the ramp up is, is taking some time. Right now, most carriers are focused on getting the storage shaken implemented in time for the deadline. Uh, there are solutions like Google Verified that have become available, but this is not the norm, right? Uh, these are more uh, of an exception. Uh, and also, we have to remember that um, the RCD data needs to be handled at termination. So storage shaken needs to get implemented uh, the originating carrier needs to attach the RCD, and then the terminating carrier needs to consume that R RCD and display. Uh, from a technical standpoint, uh, solutions are there, models are there, there's a standard, but it needs implementation and execution. Yeah, Denise, from our perspective on trying to support the presentation layer, uh, one of the challenges, and I think you have more experience with it, is just, you know, like, let's look at the logo itself. And each one of these presentation layers has a different way that they present the information. So yeah. the reality is, is we also have to manage all the different logos, right? Like what's in your experience with supporting that as well? Yeah, there are a few models that have been uh, discussed and uh, that are available. The most widely discussed and the elegant way would be the delegated certificate model. Uh, we've discussed this before, the model itself in, our, in some of our previous sessions. Uh, the delegated cert model allows the originating enterprise to add a certificate uh, for, a, for any given call. And as part of that, they can add an RCD claim, right? The RCD claim would include the logo and a call reason. And it's, it's elegant and because the control is with the originator and they can attach this information when the call is originated. And since the data gets transmitted with the call, our termination, the data would be received. And if it's per standard, then you can display it. So that's one model, but it needs adoption. Another model would be to leverage a centralized database, uh, but this is going to be static. Uh, a number and its corresponding enterprise, the logo, call reason, all of this information is populated in a database ahead of time. And regardless of when or who originates the call, the number will show up at termination with the name and logo. So this is kind of like CNAM uh, that we use today, which displays the name. Uh, but then you would have logo and, and uh, call reason attached. Uh, but the challenge is, you know, since it is static, it opens up a possibility for spoofing. Then you have the out-of-band solution models, which is what Google has implemented. So in this model, 
an enterprise, the RCD logo, uh, the numbers that they use are all verified and registered with Google ahead of time. However, the data gets pushed to the end device only if and when the originator actually registers the call. Typically, this would be done right before they make a call to a subscriber, and it would be using an API. Uh, and since the originating service has got a secure token to access that API, it will be extremely difficult to spoof. So the same approach has been uh, taken by analytics providers as well for their out-of-band branded solutions. Uh, so right now we can see that Google verified and some of the branded solutions from analytics providers are taking this approach. Apple could possibly be do something similar. Uh, we're, we do not know that yet. We're kind of keeping an eye on that. Um, but regardless of the model, uh, the challenge is how do you authenticate the validity of the of the image you know that is used as a logo um, and how do you make sure that the enterprise who's originating the call has the right to use the logo and even if the you know sometimes you you will have to verify if the logo is even real right so i mean you are an expert in compliance and have very strong opinion in making sure that good actors and legal entities should be able to say you know, who they are when they're making calls. So in your view, how do you authenticate the brand uh, is legit and they have the consent for using that logo? What do you think? Yeah, so Anise, this is actually something that I have been pondering and thinking about since 2016. Uh, when I first got introduced to RCD and I was uh, not working for myself, <laughs> but I was working for somebody else. And, um, you know, I loved this idea. The, the companies and the brands that I represented uh, were on the financial and the banking side, also uh, in retail and pharmacy and lots of hospitals. So I was very, very protective of their identity and how it was going to be used with the new RCD, you know, solutions that were coming onto the market. And my first concern was, what if somebody spoofs this number and this hospital's logo is being presented to the consumer. What we're doing is actually equipping the fraudulent actors to do a better job and be more effective. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they get to do it for free because they're not going to you know, foot the bill on it. So spoofing is a very real issue and something to consider, which is why Numerical is so supportive of the delegated certificate for that. That is a great way to counter that. And also the out-of-band solutions and the way that Google uh, has implemented with regards to registering the call uh, just seconds before you actually deliver the call, uh, it would require someone sophisticated enough to know when you're going to be calling the called party, you know, to be able to take advantage of the logo. So that's one element of, you know, protecting the brand. But on the flip side, let's say we put all those mechanisms in place. To your point, the next step that a fraudulent actor would do is say, okay, fine, I'll play the game and I'll follow the rules and I'll register my numbers that I'm using with anybody's name and anybody's logo. Uh, that's where the verification uh, and authenticating comes into play specific to the entity who's delivering the calls and their identity assets that they're using. So whenever, let's say, you know, from numericals perspective, we do have this implemented, we have some experience on it. 
Uh, but we're going to have, you know, call centers are going to want to leverage the branded calling. Enterprises are going to want to leverage the branded calling. CPAS providers will want to leverage branded calling. So everybody will have to implement their own strategy to make sure that the clients that they're onboarding and allowing to use this very, very powerful tool to present an identity. We, we, we sometimes get lost in, oh, this is cool with the logo. We're creating a mechanism for an identity to be presented. Dang right, you better have that correct because I'm going to put liability on the entity who is um, just opening the doors, allowing anybody to use it. We, we cannot have that uh, in our place. So what we're seeing naturally, we're, we're kind of progressing that point is there's even some standards that might get proposed around how do we protect RCD? What's the process to ensure? The other flip side of it, and I'm just going to throw this out there because it's something to noodle on more for the lawyers who listen in on uh, our podcast is... Does the logo change the call? Does the logo, depending upon what I put in it, I could maybe change that logo to be more of an ad, potentially. I could have some advertisements on it, coupon, discount, whatever it may be. If I'm delivering an informational call uh, via the use of an auto dialer or pre-recorded voice, and I'm presenting an ad, does that change my call to a telemarketing call? It's going to be really interesting. I think we're going to be debating this, which is why I've got a coalition to cover those topics. But, you know, there's this opens up so many other avenues. But with all that said, um, there's a lot of power in the use of this particular tool. So I, I would like to see more adoption. But I think it's really up to those who are building the delivery mechanism and the presentation layer. They have challenges that they must solve for there to be mass adoption on the enterprise side. And you may have some other thoughts on that too, but that's that's where I feel very strongly about. No, I agree uh, with what you're saying. So basically, we have to verify and vet the enterprise and make sure that they have the uh, the logo, the right logo, and they have in in case of a call center making calls on behalf of another entity, then they have the consent from the brand for, for uh, you know, using that logo. So that's one piece of the authentication. The other uh, part is what kind of logos are even allowed, right? I mean, you would have to validate and verify that the, that the brand is first legitimate as well as, you know, it doesn't have any inappropriate images, for example, or like in what the example that you highlighted, which is, I think, way further down than where we are today. Um, using dynamic images to convey additional details about the call, whether it is a coupon or whatever that could be. Uh, I'm sure the there will be some creative ways that people would want to use these logos and communicate. But I think the, the bottom line is we should be able to validate and authenticate that that information is legit. I, I absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. And going back to the adoption side of this, um, you know, why has, why have I been talking about RCD for five years? We can somehow build a spaceship and get it up into space in five <laughs> years back in the sixties. Uh, but we struggle with launching <laughs> the platform for RCD. And I, I think, unfortunately, the path that the ecosystem has taken in and of itself has created challenges for just the enterprise adoption alone. You have to connect with the various delivery methods, the various presentation layers, understanding what's the reach of my rich call data, gathering metrics off of the effectiveness of it. I don't believe companies have money laying around to just throw it. That's cool. 
I don't have that budget line item for that's cool. Uh, so this functionality, this, you know, the RCD must have a return on the investment, you know, bring, bring value back to the enterprise. So, you know, you've, you've already seen some of those challenges. Uh, I don't know if you have any other additional, you know, feedback on the future here. Cause what I see is there's just more options keep getting added yeah, for what, the display. Yeah. What I am, uh, at least my opinion is um, the, there are standards and there are models that have been published um, for carriers to leverage um, RCD. However, given where they are in the stress-shaken implementation, as well as uh, a preference of which model they want to use, there is no um, universal concurrence on what, what needs to be done, right? So even if an originating um, carrier uses a delegated cert and RCD passport, how do we make sure that the terminating side is able to handle it? So that's not implemented yet. Now, while that is taking some time to get implemented, we are seeing out-of-band solutions coming up. Google Verified was the first, and we know that there are other branded calling solutions that are that are already um, you know being implemented. Uh, to me, it says that the market will kind of move towards what is available and would get implemented first. So that's where I think this is going. So we are already seeing some adoption in, on the Google side. I'm uh, expecting that others would also have some success in getting um, enterprises to use that. Now, if that solves the problem for everyone, then we are going to live in this world of multiple branded calling solutions out of band. However, there is also a chance that once StirShaken gets implemented, all carriers agree on the standard, everybody is able to send certs with passport, RCD passports and, and terminating carriers are using it, then out, out of band solutions will go away. Then we don't need them. It'll be as simple as, you know, like how we are using today, just dial a number and then the call gets there with the data that gets presented. It, so it we'll is an, yeah, it's an interesting fluid market. And I, you know, part of the, the aspect of, even though telecom seems to go very slow, um, the innovation around it goes really fast. So this out of band aspect, like you're mentioning, it's it's incredible how rapid fast it seems like that's moving along, um, and there's already value that's coming through it. Uh, I think it's really up to really the terminating carriers, the wireless carrier providers, because they have what is the end result of what RCD is going to be. I mean, that's the majority of the consumers. Mm -hmm. patients, members, whatever it may be, have their wireless device and they hold the ad space on that terminating side. So if we can get the industry to move a little bit quicker on the delegate certificate side, I think you'll see, like you said, more of that adoption. It offers the security. It's in line with the network. It's a standard, but the, the telecom industry does not move fast whatsoever. So I think we're going to be in this state for a while. I think it's going to be years. Um, that we're sitting in this state because the carriers also have to contend with the device makers as well of what they will allow. So with regard to the out of band, it's kind of consumer driven. It's their choice. They download, they make a choice of, I want this app um, to you know take my call. And if it's got these features for presenting logos, turn that on. I want to see it. So. Yeah. And what we have to be uh, watchful about is what kind of logos are being sent by originating uh, enterprises, right? Uh, let's assume that delegated search takes a little bit 
of time to get adopted. In the meanwhile, we are using all these out-of-band solutions. But if those logos cannot be trusted, or if you are seeing a lot of uh, fake and spam images show up, then regardless of adoption, that's going to be a problem, right? So we also have to make sure that whoever is originating the calls or, as we said, authenticated, verified, um, we check the images before we enable. Um, we do that. And I'm hoping, hopeful that others are also doing the right. same. And you said really didn't even think about that, but the out-of-band solution could be the driver of regulation, but, but oh, it's actually so complicated. My mind's exploding because um, the out-of-band solution providers are not under at least the FCC's authority. Um, right. So it might have to be an FTC thing for unfair and deceptive practices. I don't know, but um, man, that's, that's one to watch. Yeah. I, something will happen. A consumer group is going to say something if, if uh, all of a sudden there's children getting inappropriate mm -hmm. logos for whatever it may be. Um, we, have, we as a collective industry, enterprise, carrier, um, and the, everybody else in between have to work together to protect that environment or this whole thing goes up in smoke. Yeah, absolutely. It could go both ways. I mean, it could drive adoption because people are used to seeing images out of band, you know, logos show up. So it could drive massive user adoption on the other side it could it could also kill it if um, if we start seeing spam logos and images right yeah. so we got to be very watchful i feel like my phone's going to start to blow up and it says washington dc calling <laughs> 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 it happens <laughs> <laughs> So Anise, at this time, I think we'd like to uh, welcome our audience to ask some live questions, either on screen or through the chat window. So Molly, do we have any questions? I do have one so far. So Rebecca, Anise, uh, the question is, is RCD branded calling already available out there? And if so, are you aware of any brands out there currently using branded calling and seeing an impact to improvements in contact rates or callbacks, or is the adoption rate just too low to see improvement yet? So I'll, I'll go first on at least mm -hmm. with the improvement side. So yes, branding is available. Um, uh, there are some great uh, solutions out there. Um, they too face the same challenges that we just covered. So, uh, but they work and thrive within those challenges. Um, so I'm going to focus on the improvements, what we're seeing. Yes, we are actually hearing back as we are evaluating metrics on the branded calling um, almost immediate right away. Like um, uh, people are like tickled pink <laughs> over the uh, results that they're getting, quite shocking. Um, so that's a positive uh, with regards to the improvements. With regards to the adoption rate, the adoption rate on the consumer side is probably what this question is uh, focused at, and that is still somewhat low. But when you're running your metrics and you're looking at your KPIs, there is a certain percentage within your reach that uh, will be dis you know receive this display depending upon the uh, partners that you push the data out to, and it's creating an improvement within that group. So. You either had value or you didn't have value. This is literally one of those things. It's either on or it's off. When it's on, it's good. When it's off, then it's the status quo. So even if the adoption rate is low, any improvement that returns in a dollar value back to your company, I deem a positive. Uh, so I don't understand why uh, enterprises don't start now 
managing what this impact does and changes for your call strategy, it's actually better to start while it's small. Then as the reach and the adoption grows, you're prepared and you can make better projections on what the value of the solution is. So that's that's kind of my feedback from uh, the improvement side. Yeah, so to add a little bit to that, um, yeah, definitely the solutions are available and we are seeing um, contact rate improvement as well as callback. I think people don't also measure that. Um, we have seen um, with our early adopter clients uh, that they have seen an increase in contact rate as well as uh, callback rate. Um, my you know, opinion at this point, based on the data that we are seeing is people, when they see logos and missed calls from a branded logo, they, they, are, they are more likely to call back. So we are seeing that. Uh, we're still early in the um, in collecting statistics. Uh, we're gonna keep monitoring that. Uh, also planning to add a couple other branded solutions and uh, uh, measure metrics. Uh, so maybe in a few weeks, uh, we should have more detail on this, uh, but early results have been extremely positive. Nisa didn't even think about that. We, we, we kind of don't touch on it. We're always talking about the call presentation at the time of call. Uh, but again, depending upon the device and depending upon the solution that's presenting uh, the, the branded data, you could have the logo show up uh, in the call log. And so that's where we're seeing that callback improvement because as a subscriber is scrolling through their call log of missed calls, they'll see that logo. And it's just giving off that impression of, okay, I can trust this. But it goes back to what we were talking about as the entire ecosystem, we have to hold each other accountable that this information is accurate and can be trusted. The moment somebody in our group here uh, uses this technology in a nefarious or bad way, the consumer will lose trust. So in order for us to continue to take advantage of these solutions, we all have to uh, be cautious of how we're deploying it. Uh, so another, another one. Um, okay. Can anyone send branded calls to the Verizon network? It's in the works. Network? <laughs> yeah, network. From I know, yeah. it's in the works. Yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, we're not there yet, but we are uh, in the process of getting that integration done. Yep. But a Verizon subscriber could have an app, you know, that allows for the out of band uh, solution. So, I mean, yeah, the consumer true. is free. That's what I was saying in the network. To me, when you say in the network, I'm actually thinking more delegated certificates um, or maybe something that Verizon as a carrier has actually flipped a switch on and turned it on for all Verizon customers. And that switch, as far as we know, has not been flipped. Yeah, if somebody is using, um know, a Google verified enabled phone on the Verizon network, you can possibly get it. As a standard implementation on the network, that's still in the works. And I see another question, Molly. Yep, I have one more here. How about geography? Where is this available? Is this just US or is this a global solution? We are focused on the US. We meaning numerical is focused in the US. Uh, if I have to like so definitely stress shake and delegated search. That's all US specific at this point. Uh, talking about out of band solutions, uh, Google Verified is actually available in the US, and there are also other regions. Like I think, if I remember correctly, Brazil, Mexico, India were all covered. Uh, they probably increased their footprint recently. I, you know, we'll have to check with uh, with Google on that. So out of band, 
Google Verified is available more than uh, one region. Outside US, it's available as well. Um, but Stress Shaken, Delegated Search, and Branded Solutions implemented by analytics providers, that's all, that is all US-specific. And, and device. So we know Samsung uh, offers the brand and calling in other countries, but not within the U.S. due to the carrier restrictions on that side. So yeah. it's still, it's a variety. I feel like the U.S. is so far behind everyone else, with at least with the branded. Based on the numbers that I get sent <laughs> with regards to the reach, when it hits down to the U.S., it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's not as much adoption there. But uh, there is adoption in other countries that's a little bit stronger. But on the standard side, I would say U.S. is a little bit ahead of others. On the standard, well, yeah. everybody else is watching what we're doing right. over here, right? <laughs> exactly. Everybody's right. following the U.S. Yeah. Yes. So it'll just be interesting to watch those countries whenever we do finalize the standards here in the U.S. I mean, look at Canada, still the base shaken uh, deadline gets moved. So, I mean, all of this is wonderful features and functionalities built on top of another standard. So you have to implement an order. Uh, to be able to leverage RCD passports when it comes to stir shaken. So it's not like right. you go, oh, I'm just going to implement stir shaken uh, RCD passport and that's it. No, 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 no. You actually have to get yourself set up with your authentication and verification service, signing calls, receiving the sign calls. It's a lot of work, which is why I think that one's going to be the one that takes the longest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it looks like uh, it's time to wrap up today's session. So thanks again for joining all us in another Tuesday Talks. Uh, you'll see us again Tuesday, May 18th, where we will continue to shed light on the most important topics impacting the call delivery space today and tomorrow. So we will see you then. 